Thank you for listening to Sit With Us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please email us at sitwithusonline at gmail.com. Search us online at SoundCloud, iTunes, and Acast. Search Sit With Us. guys thanks for listening this is tia and this is kim it's been so long like i feel like so long that's all i can say (laughs) it it has been a really long time and i kind of almost forgot how we opened up the show hey y'all hey y'all we back uh y'all miss us because we missed you so um so we have a visitor with us this week so if you hear some mm -mm, so some heavy breathing the baby's with us and y'all will deal, right? <laughs> we gonna we gonna make it on through. This is the life of being a working mother. Okay, Man. I multitask. I do it all. Superwoman. So, we definitely have a lot to catch you guys up on. I think um, that at the end of the show, we have a lot of things to catch up on. Basically, of course, being a new mom, Kim has some things to share. Yeah, my dating detox. Yes, um, we had an awesome interview with um, somebody here in Dallas, AT. So we're very excited for you guys to hear that interview. So, things are going. Things are going. Today was a challenging day. Yes, please tell us about your day. Okay, so you know we record on Mondays, so this won't this will go up tomorrow. But, um, today I'm driving to work. I'm already late like normal. And <laughs> my car just literally stops on the, the tollway. Toll. Like, bro, I had to pull over and I was like, what is going on? Why am I not accelerating anymore? I had to wait for like an hour and a half for a tow truck to come and get me off the side of the road. I'm sweating in my cute little dress. Mm. Um, and this black guy picks me up, and I just feel, I'm like, well, thank God he wasn't cute. But I was like, Lord Jesus, Lord, mm-hmm. just get me off this road. Mm-hmm. Had to pay for car repairs and lost my damn credit card. So I had to come and wake you up so you could pay the tow Listen, man. woke me up uh, all my slumber because, you know, I'm sleeping with the baby. I'm mm-hmm. like, who knows? like the police it was me because the tow man was out there and i just like sir you can't take my car away away i still need to go to the shop so um tia can let me get a 25 dollars <laughs> that's what friends are for yes thank goodness i was home girl thank you lord because i was like well shoot if she's not home mm-hmm. i gotta call my daddy so he can call in and and i still ain't found my credit card i went to the bar that i was at this weekend and i was like maybe i left it there and we rifled through all the credit cards that everybody, everybody's drunk ass left. Damn. And, and he couldn't find it. So that sucked. Ass. Yeah. Well, I'm glad one's on the way. Yeah. Um, I just said, yeah, I left that super flat. My Monday didn't necessarily start out that great either because, you know, I'm getting ready to go back to work, unfortunately. Boo. Um, and so I was researching daycares and the first daycare I call is 365 a week. So I'd already kind of had it in my mind because I knew daycare is expensive. I kind of already had, you know, nine hundred to a thousand dollars. We ain't got that, but I right, kinda, <laughs> I kind of already put it into my spirit. That's what we're gonna be paying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with the three sixty five, that's like fifteen hundred. That's more than my rent, bro. So I'm gonna be paying more than in rent. Then I pay for the roof over our heads. So it's ridiculous. I, I, I almost wanted to pop her ears and just click right then and there. But I was respectful and, and, and got off that phone call because ain't no way in hell I'm paying 365 a week. 
Bro, I just know because you know I have the boys still going to aftercare. But even for this summer, I was so glad that they're only here for like two weeks because it was hitting me for almost $200 for a summer program. That's because they're taking them on field trips and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, bro. Mom, you stay at the daycare. <laughs> Actually, can they just stay there and eat some animal right. crackers? Because they don't need to see this all the zoos. <laughs> they good. They straight. They know what the animals look like. I'm going to send them with their iPods. They okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can stay right there. So, the most is happening. But, mm-hmm. we back on the horse. And we're going to be bringing out some content. Yeah. I'm so I'm just so excited for that. We have some really cool things planned. We should be hitting our 100th episode sometime this year. And, like, a lot of you guys have been rocking with us this whole time. And so, like, that's really dope. Like, I, I see you've been listening since we've been gone, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're going to hopefully have um, an event in Dallas um, soon. So, definitely be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, an event or something to celebrate our 100th episode. So, yeah. be on the lookout. We'll keep y'all updated. It's going to be lit. You know Tia be ready to get back on that wine and everything else. So, you know the party's about to be jumping, it's jumping. About to be, it's about to be lit. Yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and jump into our show and i think that we're 45 free i don't think this week i, I think i believe so i think i ain't so. doing it i mean i know because i can't Mm-mm. unless y'all telling me that that nigga dead or he being impeached like i honestly don't even i can't even stomach it right but you now. know he did did you see him getting a little twitter beef with um chelsea clinton yes i saw that just a mess that's all i'm gonna say about it y'all go to twitter and see it but just a mess. Like, why does he keep on bringing up old stuff with, like, Hillary and Obama? So, you have enough troubles in your current presidency It's right almost now. been a goddamn year, and you still talking about the fucking election. Leave the past in the mother effing past. I just can't do it. Uh, well, we ain't gonna do it this week. Amen. How about that? Um, so, there, we're gonna start it out just straight up. There was a, a killing, a shooting of an unarmed black man, of course. Um, Dewan Guillory. Guillory, I think I'm saying that right. right. He was on the ground with his hands behind his back and he was shot three or four times in the back. Just, just gone. He's a Mm -hmm. father, um, had kids and just gone. I don't know what the issue was. I know that they were like ATV or something. It was late at night Mm -hmm. and supposedly the officer was out there on a burglary call or something like that. So of course that's the story. That's the reason why they were stopped. It's always the story. And, um, and his girlfriend, I was surprised to know that she had actually been in jail for attempted murder, attempted murder. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because she jumped on the officer's back. Like she was fighting that nigga. Right. She was like, I can't say that I went on the same. Um, but she was fine that nigga like she had bit him and scratched him some most stuff and she was like don't kill him Do and, and kill him. he's still gone yeah. and he probably did out of spite because they said that after she had got off of him he shot him again he yeah, shot him he shot some him more um, so I'm just like it, it I don't know like I've been off of social media for the most part um, just popped back into Twitter and that was one of the hashtags I saw and I was like oh let me see what this is about no another black man's gone and dead right we've been gone for about what two months now and we've come back and it's still bullshit still the same and it just it it's and even though the shooting here um, in Dallas which we'll get into mm-hmm. in a little bit but it is it kind of just bring that back like you could be gone at any time just because somebody feels some type of way. Mm-hmm. They're they're 
whatever. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. And like just to read that story, this one touched me in particular because they they spoke about how you know he'd had trouble in his past, but how he had really turned Clean his life, mm-hmm. life around. How he was you know doing like like his own little consulting or concrete thing or situation, whatever. The man was doing his thing, taking care of his kids, and like people. I mean, he was handsome. He was very attractive. Very handsome. as well. And, like, they were just saying he was really, he, like, everyone just described him as such a great man and an upstanding man in his community or whatnot. And, like, the fact that the way the article was written, it said they didn't only kill him, they transformed him. Like, yeah. he just took this man from his family for no reason. No reason at all. None. So, I'm interested to see what's going to happen to Nothing else in Louisiana. So, the dirty, dirty South, they don't care. They do not care about uh, us. It just—it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Um, I don't know. So here in Dallas, do we, is there a reason why we have an interim police chief? Because I know the black dude stepped down. He retired or whatever. He, he took retired. an early retirement. He said that he was too stressed out or whatever the case. Oh, mm-hmm. cool ass nigga. Oh hell yeah! You know why he really left? Because cover up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. so we'll go ahead and talk about the shooting here last year. So Kim and I, there was a Black Lives Matter. Um, protest march here in Dallas downtown last year. A year ago last Was week. it after Alton Sterling? I'm trying to think what was the hashtag that stirred it, but it could have been. Because I feel like Alton There's was so last many. summer I don't as well. Know. Yeah. I, I just can't remember. But it was like a nationwide thing. Like a lot of states were doing their Black Lives Matter marches that week or weekend. Mm-hmm. And so we got shot at. <laughs> right. Ran for our story, lives. Long story short. Um, but the... The there was a black man there that had his gun, um, and he was a licensed. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the shooting started, you know, he walked over to the nearest officer and handed it over. Right. And they had they were trying to make him as a suspect. They had his picture plastered online. Everywhere. And there's video of him handing the gun over. Had that video not existed, he would have been the fall guy. And we still don't know for sure who did the shooting because they just said it was a black guy that they blew up so we'll never see blew him up exactly and we still i I don't know i don't trust them because you were trying to blame it on this other black guy Mm -hmm. so it's like you wanted this to be a black lives matter exactly so and they still haven't apologized that man still haven't Mm -hmm. recanted anything i think the story was still online yeah they never removed it because like you said, it's a cover up. Were they trying to cover up what really was going on? Right, because what I from being down there, and you know, we'd run one way, then hear shots, and run another way, uh-huh. and hear shots. And I was like, to me, it just seemed very suspect about just the whole thing. Like I remember when we walked past El Centro, and there was a time, like I remember Crystal, our friend, had looked over. She was like, "Why so many cops over there?" I was like, girl, I don't know. But they were all just lined up outside of El Centro. And then a few minutes later, we're circling back. And then all of a sudden, this this is all going down. Right. I don't trust him, man. So there is an interim police chief. And I'm like, is he white? Is he black? I'm not sure. I don't know, girl. But he fired, you know, some folks. And I was, I don't know. You're thinking he's going to be better? or I'm, I don't know. Because he fired uh, three or four officers. Um, one was, or was like shot some of them were there shooting shooting people basically mm-hmm, shooting mm-hmm. into vehicles or shooting someone a fatal shooting of a 21 year old here in january um now he fired them i don't know if he's gonna bring charges against them right. that would be 
what we need to happen. Right. Did you see that episode? I, I, I've never watched the Carmichael show, but I heard that it's going off the air. But one of the episodes that they said that NBC wouldn't air was about uh, like this cop who would come into their household mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, we're going to go ahead and put our hands up right now. And it was like a whole thing about the Black Lives Matter. And this girl was like, I'm recording all of this, sir. And he's like, guys, it's not really that necessary. And then they looked at his name and it was like, oh, it's G. Zimmerman. <laughs> and he was, like, oh, wow. he was like, it's a common last name and no relation. Uh-huh. She was said on the video, this is his cousin, y'all. <laughs> like, it was real cool. And then, like, this other white girl walks in and she's like, oh, God, do we need to put our hands up? They're like, no, girl, you're fine. They'll fire the whole police department if you get shot. Right. Like, it was such a legit scene and that made me want to watch the whole series. I was like, oh, maybe it's good. And he probably, and that's probably the reason why he's leaving because he's leaving himself. I think he said that he's, he's wanting to go and do other things, but it, it does make you think, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to work for someone or pro- keep producing a, a good show for someone who is trying to censor me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this is this is what I'm making and creating, and you don't want it because you know it's real, right? Then we have a problem. We have a creative difference right there. So yeah, supposedly he's just he's just going to do some other stuff. So, but yes, ending. Uh, I think it's Indeed. important that our shows reflect the time. Like one thing made Blackish made me want to start watching them again because of just of how. They very have a very open dialogue about what's going on here. They do, and I think it's really it's really dope. Like I saw a clip the other day about this white girl in the elevator and how he's oh, like, yeah. how he wasn't going to help the little white girl, and they're like, "You're a monster." And he's like, "Nope, that was a setup." Right, I ain't falling for it. I ain't sitting falling for the trap, y'all. So. so I don't know. Stay woke. Yeah, stay woke. Stay blessed. I finally saw Get Out. Did we talk about that? I don't know if we did or not. Um, because I hadn't seen it, and so I finally watched it. And it it it's real, my brother. My it, brothers and it, my sisters. This shit's real, man. And I'm and I'm interested or looking forward to seeing what he does in his Jim Crow type series that he's producing for HBO, I believe. Mm. So I'm you know trying to see. Uh, it'd probably be like the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that definitely. Yeah, because it definitely opens up conversations. Uh huh. So I think that's really cool. So I I'm excited to see how that moves forward. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's still going to be... With it being on HBO, I'm sure that it will be... Um, like provocative. Yeah. And, and entertaining and exciting. It's, oh, it's provocative. <laughs> I hope it's a little provocative. It gets the people going. <laughs> what is that from? I feel like that's from something. It's a song or something. Yeah, it's like provocative. gets the people going. <laughs> that's like Jay-Z. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. Shout out to Aaron who just walked in. <laughs> um, okay, so... Speaking of True Blood, or speaking of HBO. <laughs> All right, girl. <laughs> so True Blood, I love True Blood. Okay, the first four seasons. Let me just clarify. The, mm-hmm. fourth, the first four seasons were lit. After that, it kind of went. I got a little weird. And only continued to watch it because I was so invested in the damn show. I never, to this day, I've never watched the season finale. I neither am I. I just got so mad. I just was neither like, am I. I'm stopping well, it right here. Aaron told me because he had watched and he was like, "Don't even bother with watching the last episode." And I was like, "Bet." And I never have watched it. We need to do it. We just <laughs> need to go ahead and purge and just do it because I just wouldn't do it either. That was one last so, episode. I heard it was so awful. I was like, "Nope, not going for it." I mean, we'll see. <laughs> so Nelson Ellis died. That and broke my heart, bro. <sighs> I mean, Lafayette was my favorite. Favorite character, I absolutely loved him. Um, he did that role. He embodied that role. That role mm-hmm. was for him, and I just 
for him to be gone, man, I don't know. At such a young age. 39. Like, okay, let me just tell you. This, along with some deaths from one of our high school classmates. Oh, Shamari Park. Yeah, that just is bringing, like, I'm so in touch with my mortality right now. I'm just like, shit, this nigga was 39. Other dude my age. Like, you just never know. And they, I don't even think they still know what happened to Shamari. Like, he was just shot in his car or Yeah, like, just, said it may have been a robbery or, or something, something like just, that. And it's sad, man. It's just like... And I think being a parent, you, you're, that brings everything to the forefront. Because mm-hmm. now you're thinking about your kids. Like, what if something happens to my kids? What if they're just you're living their life? And just like the 13-year-old... Mm-hmm. So in Lancaster here in Texas, there's a 13-year-old girl, 13-year-old girl who was kidnapped, right? And oh. I got the Amber Alert on my phone. I got it as well on the and, radio, too. Um, She was 13-year-old, black girl, was kidnapped. And then, like, three days later, they found her body, and mm-hmm. she had been shot in the head and torso. And what, it eventually came out that a relative, I don't even think it was her parents, either one of her parents, but her relative was dating someone who had stolen somebody's drugs. Mm. And they kidnapped her and killed her for that. I feel, I, I just felt like it was about drugs. Because I was like, why else would they take her? And I guess they contacted the family at one point. They were like, don't, don't call the call, police. Yeah, don't call the authorities and all that. But I was just... That was very heartbreaking to me because, first of all, it's a little black girl. Nobody seems to really care about finding us anyways. But I was just so hopeful when I heard it on the radio. I heard it on the news. Because it was actually publicized, you Mm -hmm. know. They actually had an Amber Alert for and everything. And it was just like... I'll be honest. I had my my head on a swivel because I was driving down the street when it came on the radio. Mm -hmm. I was like... Me too. Let we me were in the see. car too. I'm like, what is it? Let me see. I, well, I had to Google Lancaster. I was like, well, how far away is that? Right, but right. It's, I don't know. It's, it's real. Mm-hmm. Things are real right now for like black people, I feel like. So go get your heart checked. Um, yeah. Go don't be stealing people's drugs. Like, run I don't on know the track. What Whatever you got to do to try and extend your life and live your dream because you never know. You never know. What are what's going to happen? Yeah, that's just the thing I just always think about. I'm like, what if it ends, man? And I haven't even done what I wanted to do yet. I mean, I ain't been to Europe. I ain't been to Africa. I, you know right. what I mean? Like, there's things I want to do. People I want to do. Like, there's just stuff. Oh. I mean, I got a list. And I'm just like, <laughs> Lord, how far am I going to get on my list? Yeah. And, and, and they say, oh, we just got to live one day at a time. But it's just like, man, you still think about... That you still think you gotta about leave how six far. of them at a, at a time because mm-hmm. at this point you don't know when it's about to be your your ticket out. So yeah, yeah that was just really heartbreaking to me to see him because I also with with him with Nelson I felt like he was so young I wanted to see him in more stuff. Yeah, like, I'm like wait no. Supposedly there there's this well not supposedly but there's this movie on um, Netflix I think it's like boxes or something boxes people were retweeting that that was just like his latest movie that he did mm-hmm. and so i am definitely going to be watching it and we'll i'll um tweet out the, the actual show name but i i did too i, was, I just i don't know that um, just makes me sad you know what else makes me sad mm-hmm. and i know this isn't on, on topic today well whatever makes me sad you seen old girl from uh ella Cooj's old show maya uh, out there in these stru- streets maya without Campbell. a tea yeah, that's sad. I heard she had a relapse on drugs, and now she's out there begging people for money at a gas station. Because she was bipolar, or she's bipolar, and so I, th- I know, like, before her mom died, she was trying to get her help, but then her mom died, so it's kind of like she doesn't have anybody to kind of... Um, I also saw that um, LL Cool J was reaching out, like, mm-hmm. trying to find her, so... Yeah. I don't know, man. That's that shit's sad, and then for people to be laughing at that, like... This is somebody's real life, and, like, chemical dependency, like, that's an issue. That's a mental health issue, and well, they said, honestly, I read the update um, for Nelson Ellis and his family released a statement to 
um, help somebody else that's maybe in the same situation that his heart failure was directly related to his dependency on alcohol. Mm. And so um, it was complications due to him trying to withdraw from that. And mm. I don't know if y'all know this, but like I, I was going to school to be a drug and alcohol counselor once upon a time. And you can't, like when you're on drugs or alcohol, you can't just cut it cold, cold turkey, turkey. Mm-hmm. because your body is so used to it that it needs it to function. So you, you have to wean yourself off. So I don't know if that was what it was that he quit cold turkey or what was going on, but I was, was wondering if it was drugs or mm-hmm. something like that for him being so young. As I sit here and drink this wine, oh Lord Jesus! But it's but it's red wine, so it's good for your it's, heart. It's heart healthy, right? Not the whole bottle, though. Probably. Not the whole bottle. Okay, Jesus. Although I've missed drinking the whole bottle. Oh girl, ain't it good? Ain't wine just awesome? Mm-hmm. Moving on. Mm-hmm. So Bill Cosby. We we had, I think we had sworn off Bill Cosby like we ain't talking about that we nigga. We ain't gonna talk fuck about him, him no more. Fuck pudding pops. But <laughs> his latest his he went to trial um, for one of the cases. Of course, there's several of them, but it went to mistrial. So the prosecutor is going to retry him in November. But after that had been um, like it was released that it went to mistrial. Like his some of his representatives are saying that he's going to go on this tour to kind of help educate people on how to avoid. I guess getting caught. <laughs> I mean, nigga, avoid what? Sorry to talk about sexual assault, and it's like that's not your place. I just, it just disgusts me. It absolutely disgusts me. I was disgusted, disgusted by the fact that Rudy had her ass up there supporting him, showed up to the court with him as a young woman. I just, uh, I don't why know. do you think she did that? Like, why would she put her reputation on the line unless she maybe believes in him? Like. I, I, I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's just a weird situation. But I don't really want you. I don't want you coming out and really educating me on not getting raped, my brother. (laughs) After you didn't raped and did all you didn't done for all these damn years. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, maybe you are the key person to talk to because you can tell me your tips and tricks. And girls, make sure you hold your glasses like this because this is how I slip the pill in. Like you might be the perfect one to come out and talk girl it's just a mess just go away okay i don't want to see see a resurgence in your career i don't want none of that shit just go the fuck away because you're so old at this point like i just and you good you good just you and your kids is good financially for now so just do you go away I don't know. Die in prison. I don't care. Yeah, what's the point? Speaking of people dying in prison, you heard about OJ about to get out? Well, he's up for parole? No. Yes, girl. I read that off. I'm the book. And then he <laughs> is, uh, in a couple months, he should be up for parole because he got, I think he got served to like 18 years or something, like some crazy years. But they said um, he only <laughs> had to serve like nine. So he's up for parole. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. And that he has like. A couple million dollars waiting on him afterwards because the NFL has been paying him his pension, and even though he owes, even though he owes the Goldman family money because they won that suit, that civil suit, Uh they can't touch it because under the law they can't touch your pension. So he has several million dollars waiting for him when he get out, and they can't get it. I don't know how I feel about that. Right, and so yeah, some I was reading the comments under the post, and some people were like, "Man, fuck the Goldman family," and some people were like. Yo, I mean, whatever, this murderer killer, it's it's weird to, to see how people are still so divided on this case. Like, I think he did it. I don't know. I think the nigga did. If, if he didn't do it himself, like it wasn't by his hand, he had somebody do that shit. OJ at the time? 
OJ at the time was huge. You I'm gonna just say I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say I don't know if he did. Like maybe maybe he rubbed your butt talking about if, if I, I had, had done it. it. <laughs> Nigga, that's when he went too far for me. That and when he was like uh, robbing people at gunpoint to get your stuff back. I kind of understood that though. Like, I mean, that was his own shit. You know, I mean, whatever. If somebody had my rings and stuff like and that, and my things that give me my stuff, I might fuck you up too on site. So I get it to a sense. But when he did that, if I had done it, I was I washed my hands of him. I was like, all right, my brother. See, you doing too much. You're doing you doing too much. You already didn't got away. But now you, and then, did you ever watch the series on Netflix? I didn't know. I did haven't you watch either. it? I watched one episode that made me say, oh, I gotta watch this shit. But and I never went really back. I, I didn't go back. Speaking of Netflix, mm-hmm. well, speaking of Netflix and chill and shows and things of that nature. So Game of Thrones come back next week. Woohoo! I'm mad that they split up the, the, the seasons and they we're only gonna get like seven episodes. I'm gonna, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull my weave out. But. <laughs> And buy another one and what and nothing. So and um, but there, but I heard there's going to be some spinoff shows. So we're not going to be completely done with okay. the kingdom. But I am really excited for Game of Thrones to come back. Oh yeah, I didn't know there were going to be spinoff shows. So like you missed this yesterday. We had a pool party yesterday for one of our friends' birthday, and Tanya was like, "We need to have a watch party at my house." And we like, absolutely do. I'm so all the way here for it. But I also heard that it, it's going to be on Hulu. HBO is going to be available through Hulu now. Mm-hmm. So. I'll be watching at my own house if anybody want to come over and, you know, watch it with me. Right. Anyways, we'll get to that in a minute. I'm talking about friends. No, she My ain't. friends. But we're going to get to that in a minute because she's so wishy-washy with this whole dating thing. But anyways, <laughs> any hoozie. Kadoozie. Um, I have Hulu as well, and so I was thinking about getting that little, go ahead and getting that little, little. I use my free trial though already, so. I use my free, oh, on Hulu? No, on HBO. Yeah, I use my, ooh, Yo, I'm getting a new credit card. Because remember my credit card went bad? Oh, so it's not based on your email? I thought it was based... Bro, I got 20 emails and a new credit card. Give me one new email, honey. This guy will pop off. <laughs> HBO for everyone. But you can get HBO. You get HBO. It's like, because y'all ain't going to cancel it when I need you to cancel it after the free trial. Because I ain't paying no monthly. Sick so, subscriptions. And then also Insecure is coming back. <laughs> Cannot wait. So, same time as Game of Thrones? I don't think so, no, but it's it's soon. Okay. Like, I, I think it's going to be a couple weeks afterwards. So, either way, it's going to be popping. Okay, well, yeah, I might have to pay for at least a month or two or three. But that's into it. The, yeah, and then cut, go ahead and cut it on mm-hmm. off into the next into year. Into the next year, because I showed what I did last time. Mm-hmm. As soon as Game of Thrones went off, I was like, boop, Let boop. me call in and get that disconnected. I was like, nope, we don't need this in my life. Um. So, yeah, so... Peep is on game. I've been watching, because I've been home on maternity mm-hmm. leave, so I've been watching a lot of shows, so let me know some new things. What I'm, are you watching these days? I'm starting, I started Supergirl, so I'm doing, I'm, mm. I'm stealing all your superhero shows, so Flash, Arrow, Supergirl is what I'm on. You gotta oh, watch I started Legends, Sherlock DC too. Legends too. Okay, I have that on there on yeah. my list. Um, I, saw, I watched Sherlock, I'm watching Sherlock, mm-hmm. so did you like those movies? Did you see those movies? Uh-uh, I didn't watch well, them. Well... I love the movies, and I have to say that I absolutely love the show. And I'm really mm. sad that it's only 13 episodes total. Oh, see. But they're like an hour and a half. They're like mini movies. Okay. And they're good. They're good. Are they scary? No. Oh, okay. I might have to give it that a go. My list is getting so long. I got to catch up on Kimmy Schmidt. Um, I, didn't I couldn't re- really get into Kimmy Schmidt. <gasps> what? 
I watched like two episodes, and although I love Titus, like I don't, I can't do the rest of it. It's so corny and funny. To that's me. what that's I think I that's what it, it is. It's just too too much, too much. Well, like, but I here's my dumb self. I didn't realize that there was a third season. Like, I just thought I needed to catch up on season two. Just like Kim didn't know the third coming up, third season of Daredevil. Sure didn't. But you know what? There's a new season of Shameless now. I saw I'm about to get on that. Uh, yeah, I have. I, I paused Shameless to get back on um, How to Get Away, which I finished. You need to watch. Listen, behind, that last season of How to Get Away, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I feel like I want to watch it with somebody. It's it's nothing like watching that with like Twitter. Like, that's just so I fun know. to me. Well, see, that's the thing. If you catch up, then you'll be ready for the new season. I might just have to come over here and watch it because you know a girl still ain't got the cable. But I do think I know somebody who can give me the hookup on the stick. You know, the little thing. I have it. Oh, so you got the plug. Yes, I texted you this and you were like, oh yeah, I'm glad. Now I know, so now I'll go ahead and get one. You shall, right. Y'all, I don't know what Kim be doing. (laughs) Y'all, I just been sleeping and grinding and I just forgot, bro. So, speaking of that, so we'll go ahead and transition into the whole... Life catch up, life catch up. So the reason why I kind of gave Kim the side eye when she said that she wasn't talking, she wanted somebody to come over and watch the show with her, <laughs> because at the beginning of this whole coming over to record, she said, "I'm doing a dating detox," and now she out here, now she out here advertising once again. I can't help it because I'm torn. I go ahead and fill us in. A woman's got needs. I've I've got flesh. Hashtag O Kim. Hashtag O Kim. So you guys know that we're starting 2017 as a meat free. 2017, right? How has that been? Well, you know, I failed. And so, (laughs) got off the wagon, no longer vegan. And so, but I, I, what, what I'm, where I messed up is somebody talked me into do downloading Tinder. And I was told only keep it for a week. I kept it for a couple months. And, you know, I was, we talked about it, how I was pimping, dating, all that kind of stuff. Not me, having lunch dates, breakfast dates. Brunch, lunch, everything, right? And then, like, I ended up, like, catching feelings for, like, a couple people, like, oh, y'all are actually kind of cool. Don't judge me when I say a couple people. It wasn't, like, at the same time. It was, like, different instances. (laughs) But, I I mean, not to say, you were sleeping with them all. Yeah, I just, and and that, too, because I'm fully grown, but, like, I, I started liking a couple, but then, like, they just turned out to be really ain't shit in certain ways. And I was just like, oh, man, fuck this app. And then I, somebody was like, oh, you need to try Bumble. I got on Bumble. Bumble lacks diversity for me. Yeah, I thought that was a, a, a white. So many white guys. To the point where I was like, man, none of these dudes are going to swipe on me. But you'd be surprised, girl. But then don't be in my inbox talking about chocolate or. African queen. You know, and-, and all this. Mm-mm. I don't want it. So I had to, I just yesterday day before yesterday I deleted both of the apps and I said I am done um, and I googled actually what do you do when your dating life sucks and this YouTube video came up by this black woman it's a short three minute video and she just talked about detoxing from dating and she was like what you need to do is just take a break step away delete numbers delete you know apps she's like don't go on any dates for a while because. If you're tired of the dudes who only want you for a booty call or aren't consistent and all that kind of stuff, take a break for them because you're going to keep attracting those same type of dudes in your life. So okay. you got to detox your life. So I deleted everybody right now and I'm chilling. Is that hard to do though? Because like I know that, I mean, I mean, your kids are gone right now. Absolutely. Till so, August. Like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You bored. Like, what What are you supposed to do? Like, Bruh, I'm supposed to just see, worry I about told, myself. I told Kim that to keep it as entertainment, keep it light, pass the time. 
and you know I'm but it's hard around. it's hard like if once you start really vibing with somebody because like there's some dudes who want to do everything like they want to hang out all the time you want to go out to eat all the time you want to do all this but then you don't want to ever progress it into anything yeah. so it's like it's like a weird limbo situation because i'm like well shoot i don't want to give you all this time and invest all this time and it's not gonna and it's not anything. going anywhere because y'all know i'm a good almost 35 and i want one more child so i'm like I try to be very honest in my bio. Yo, I'm not looking at just Netflix and chill. I'm looking for something like real serious. And so what I realized is a lot of guys aren't on there. Like this, I was talking to this cutie yesterday because, you know, I, everybody falls down. But <laughs> he, had, he had gotten my number before the before I deleted the apps. So he hit me up and we were talking. And finally I said, yeah, so what made you get on Tinder? And he was like, I was bored. I haven't texted him back since. So I don't want nobody who was just on there like... I'm just trying to see you. Yeah, I'm just trying to see you. I'm just on board. All right, bro. I'm tired of these. I'm tired of that. So, I don't know. It's hard out here. I went off the other day, and Tia had to catch it when I was just talking about dudes. And I was like, you know what? I'm just tired of waiting on the one. And God can keep the one because he ain't coming no time soon. And, and girl, I just went all the way off. Because I was she did. so frustrated. And I was like, oh, okay. She did. She just LOL'd me. But I was like, you just, you just don't understand. And the you thing about it is, is that I, like... I may not be going through it now, but I did go through that. I have been. Bro, it's been a completely different. Is it? I was single for like three years. Yeah, in the in the early 2000s when people were still going on dates and wanting relationships. It's different now <laughs> within the swipe culture because dudes, I feel like, I don't you. feel like they have to put in as much work because they're like, well, man, you know, if she tripped one time or if she don't like doing what I like, I'm going to just get back on here and swipe on somebody else. And then they'll just go ghost. It's almost like the whole um, honeymoon phase and overdrive. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody is taking the time to really invest um, to, like, really make a relationship. It's just, you know. Right, because I'll, I'll be honest. I've even been guilty of that. Like, uh, no, he kind of lame in this area. Let me get back on this app. And, like, because yeah. it's just, like, access right at your fingers. So, yeah. I feel like it's, it's a it, way it, different it's a, dating. It's a blessing and a curse, almost, mm-hmm. like, because you, you have access to so many, but at the same time, you it's, got like, access, access to, to so many. many. <laughs> right. So, it's just, like, eh. and then you'd be, like, oh, he's cute. I wonder if he's cuter or what can he do? Like, and so, it's just, it's hard. Overwhelming. So it's, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. So, that's why I decided to just take a break. I'm going to recalibrate. Now, with this break... If I meet this boo at the gas station, like I've been planning on meeting you all summer, just putting that out there in case you're listening, like, <laughs> then I'm still open to that. I'm still open to organic meetings, but right now what I'm not trying to do is I don't want to force anything, and yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to chill. Do you think that, do you think that the app is necessary to find somebody? Do you think that the organic meetings can happen? Because the thing about it is, Kim, you're scary. I am scary. I'm scary as hell. I'm shy. She'll sit here and have chemistry, well, what we think is chemistry, or believe Mm -hmm. it's chemistry with the guy, and then she won't say nothing, and then she'll just be like, well, I just felt it, and I just just felt this way. Like, girl, just say hi. Well, because, yeah, it's weird, because nobody wants to get rejected, and so it's it's, it's hard. But you ain't asking them out. You're just saying hi. You're just... Seeing where it goes, seeing where the conversation goes. Okay, well I'm gonna start because there looks to be this new cutie who done moved into the complex. So and y'all I'm already a, had kind of a little one conversation. conversation. So I'm gonna just strike it up again at the mailbox. I'll be waiting there tomorrow at the from three you to check five. His ring? You check his finger. I didn't check. I didn't check. From well, three to six, I'll be at the mailbox. Right. <laughs> so if you need me, that's where I'll be. <laughs> where I'm gonna be. He gotta come sometime. 
But yeah, I don't know. It is, it's just weird. I think the dating apps do take the pressure off in a way because if a dude rejects me or doesn't swipe on me, most time I don't know. I don't pay attention because I've right. swiped on so many. Yeah. Or if he does and the conversation doesn't go good, then I can just move on to the next. So What happens if you get rejected? Oh, girl, I do not care. Like, I'm That's there. what I'm saying. So... Uh, no, in person, what happens if you get rejected? In person, I feel like I take it more personally. Like, you are reject not just rejecting my advances, but you're rejecting me. Like, you don't see me as good enough or something. And so, oh, is this deep? Did we get deep? I think we got a little deep because I don't think that that means that you're not good enough. You're not their preference. But And why am I not your preference? Like, you know what you don't like. You sound real like a, like a cancer right there. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a cancer. Well, what do you- well, you know, I can be an emotional Aquarius sometimes, too. I'm trying to suppress it, but... She's <laughs> the, the drama queen sometimes. Yeah, low-key. So, I don't know. I feel like it's all going to work out eventually. Like, I, think I, so I have my days. And today, I'm just like, you know, I'm cool. Like, he'll he'll show up when he shows up. Yeah? Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm just not, I'm not tripping over it. Like, especially, you know what's really frustrating, though? Like, I have dudes who were texting me even now, and they're like... Hey, yeah, let's do something. No, you don't want to do nothing until 10, 11 o'clock at night. Like, and that's so annoying to me. I'm like, bro, mm-mm. Because who do you think I am? Who do you... Mm-mm. And who do you think you are? And you ain't even trying to take me out for sushi, nothing, no. Mm-mm. Bye. Bye. Mm-mm. Yeah, see, so. I, I can see how that would be irritating as well, but... Mm. Don't do me, okay? Because my experience, I had those same type of experiences back in the day, too. Mm-hmm. First of all. Uh-huh. Well, here's the thing, because I thought about your experience with the car situation today, because I was like, you know what? I'm sitting here broke down the road. Ain't none of these dudes who are texting me now, ain't none of y'all going to come and save me off the tollway. Not I a one. Was, and I was dumb back in the day, so I, it was a coworker, and um, his ass, I wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, we all worked at the same place. And then when I found out about it and I asked him about it, he didn't even answer the question. Mm-hmm. It was almost like I didn't even ask. Right. And so, um, and so one day I was on my way to his place and I, and I hit a pothole and got a flat tire. So I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm able to make it because I have a flat. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm about to get ready to go to work. Woo! Nigga, what? You didn't offer to help? To, are and, you okay? And that was it. I was done with that nigga. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's like we never even had a conversation about it, you know. Nothing. It, it just did not continue, and so he eventually he moved to Dallas. He's here in Dallas, mm-hmm. and it's so funny when I started making posts or whatever last year. He hit me up in my DM, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, oh, I didn't know you was here. You know what I'm saying? If you want to hook up, nigga, no, you can't even change a flat, bro. No, nigga, you can't do nothing for me. He, he was also, and this is a red flag, ladies. Just FYI, he is one of the ones who ain't never had a girlfriend. Ain't never you my uh, age, and you ain't never had a girlfriend. I'm ever, cool. I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm good, you don't ever commit, ever. No, no, can't do it, bro. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying that I know a little something. Yeah. Well, I, inconsistency I, I is real. Positivity. And yeah. so just know that it's gotten even worse since 09 or whenever he was dealing with <laughs> it that, bro. It's gotten even worse. So I'm praying for you guys. Yeah. So I know that's rough. I know it's like getting your hopes up and then it is being... Like, yeah, and that's the frustrating thing. And that's why I got so mad because I'm like, I'm tired of getting my hopes up. And I'm tired of meeting people who I'm just like, oh, man, you are, like, really cool or whatever. And then you tell me I'm really cool and I'm really dope. So then why can't it be a dope situation together? Like, it's just... Yeah. 
Where's the wine? So so now at the so she said she was cool today, but now I think after talking about it, you're not Girl, cool. Girl, you made me frustrated all over again. I'm glad I deleted some people because <laughs> I'm about to get a lengthy text message on tonight. So how long is the detox supposed to last? What I told myself uh, in relation to apps, I'm not adding anything back until maybe August. Okay, and that's if I'm going to add it back, but like. I'm open to like going out or, or like, you know, talking to somebody, like I said, if I meet them organically, but I'm not, I'm not downloading any apps, which has been kind of weird because I'll scroll through my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I got to get on Instagram. Let me get on Snapchat. Get back on Twitter. Oh yeah. Cause I've been tweeting. You, y'all done seen my ass tweeting again because you know, nigga ain't it's on, time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I ain't on Tinder. So it well, is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so let's talk about mommy life, man. Cause you got the baby right here. Air is with us right now. So, I don't know. It's like, first of all, I mean, it's great. Because Mm -hmm. I I forgot, like, what it's like to be, to have a baby Mm -hmm. in the house. I mean, it's been 12 years. So, it's, it's the best. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the best. And he's, I finally got my boy. So, I'm cool. We good there. I don't know. I I love it. I don't want to go back to work. Like, it's, it's, um, I'll be back to work. In a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm just not ready for it. I, I just I'm not ready to leave him, but I know it's part of part of it. But I don't know. It's been great. Yeah, he's been just so sleeping. cute, y'all. He's just so he's so fat. Oh. He's so fat. Um, but it's it's been okay. It's been good. I've been catching up a lot of stuff and been able to like think and work through some things. So we'll see. We got some things coming in the works for y'all. No mommy depression or anything like that. You were good on that. Yeah. And, you know, I asked my doctor that, too, because I was like, since I'm older, mm-hmm. am I more susceptible to that? And um, and, he, and I've had bouts of depression in the past, so I, I was really kind of concerned about it. But, mm-hmm. no, I've, I've been good. I think what's helped this time around is that I had his dad. I've had Aaron here to help. Right, right. Because, like, with my first two, it was, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that support. And so, um, and actually, he just went back to work this week. So, honestly, he's been here the whole first month that right. I had that help. So today was a little, today was a little hectic. Like I wasn't able to get a lot done because mm-hmm. I had to be like with him. I didn't have anybody else to help me. So I barely got dinner on. Kim had to come over. So, you know, we going to make it through these next couple weeks alone. But yeah. it's been cool. It'll be good. Like I remember that, like, I, and I only had my ex-husband home for like the first week. And then I was like scared when he was leaving. I'm yeah. Like, it's like, wait, so you think I can do this by myself? Like. <laughs> The world thinks I can do this on myself. Oh, 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 okay, okay. So, like, I remember, and I was like, well, how am I going to sleep? How mm-hmm. am I going to do But you kind of just get in your own rhythm and pattern, and, and it's just good for you and baby to be together. Sorry, you guys are going to get baby boys because he's just so cute, and he's awake now. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm here, guys. I'm yeah, the third so co-host. <laughs> if I heard some burping or some, some heavy breathing, it wasn't us. I mean, it might have been, because I've been drinking too, so. That's true. I, I do also have a glass of wine and save your judgment, but. <laughs> keep it for your mama. Save it and keep it. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't. So, um, yeah. I think my... that's, I mean, that's pretty much it, my brother, my sister. <laughs> System. Oh, stay tuned for our interview with A.T. Yay! So guys, I really miss singing our jingle, Tap Dancing Watermelon. So for the one nine nine two thousand, Tap Dancing Watermelon, Tap Dancing Watermelon. So for those of you who wow. might be new, <laughs> we have introduced you yet. So you hold, you hang on there. Hang tight, buddy. Hang tight. 
So for those of you who might be new to the show and aren't familiar with this segment, I'll give you a little background. Tia and I started Tap Dance with Watermelon as a segment to celebrate black people and all things that are blackity, blackity, black. Um, <laughs> the reason why we picked Tap Dance with Watermelon is I feel like too long we have been shamed <laughs> to not like things about our culture and who we are. And I am black and I like to dance and I like watermelons. watermelons. And so, I like black people who are doing good things in the community and around the world. So, guess what? We call it tap dance. We're reclaiming it. We're reclaiming it. Just like the N-word. We took it back. I'm taking back my tap dance and the watermelon. Because I likes it. <laughs> so, this week. So, we haven't had a tap dance watermelon in forever. So, this week, we are hooking up with A.T., who is this. Huge force in Dallas right now. Promoter extraordinaire. I mean, he got everything popping and whatnot. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the people who don't know you, AT. Hey, y'all really, like, I can't, I feel like I can't even really introduce myself right because y'all did <laughs> all that to make me sound like the greatest guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, no pressure. Say, really. Yeah, no pressure, no pressure. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no pressure? Okay, Tell um, people where you're from. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, tell everybody where you're from and all that good stuff. I bet. So I'm 18, um, born and raised here in Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm African-American, meaning I'm, uh, my dad's from Nigeria. My mom is from Dallas, Texas. Black okay. words in Texas from the country. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I didn't graduate from UNT, but I definitely went there for a couple of years. <laughs> a couple of classes, man. That's gotcha. cool. Um, Shout out to UNT. <laughs> And um, I'm like you said, I'm a promoter, so I, I do a few events out here, and uh, I got my hands in a couple other things as well outside of the promo world. Uh, but yeah, that's me, man. Just so modest. Chat, just trying to do stuff for the city. He's so modest. He's so modest. I got a few things cooking. Yeah, you know, a little this, a little that. I'm just running the streets of Dallas. That's all. That's but it. You know, you know. It's all good. That's it. <laughs> I was born to do this. So. so I was, I don't know how I ended up following you. I think somebody just retweeted you and I was, you know, just following people from Dallas. And one of the first things that I noticed from you that you did or retweet a lot was the Wings Day. And so I was like, asking Kim, like, what's Wings Day? Do you know this guy? Like, what's up with that? <laughs> and, like, all the stuff that you do. So can you tell us a little bit about Wings Day and this, all the events that you have here in Dallas and how you got started with doing that? Oh, okay. So um, so Wings Day is an event that we started. Um, actually, we started, a lot of people don't know this. We started it back in 2011. We started at this uh, place called Drastics, which is actually right around the corner, or was right around the corner from uh, the place we do it at now, Gator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that whole area has been kind of um, demolished. They're about to, I mean, put some scotch there because you know how Dallas do with it. Gentrify some shit. Um, oh, okay. But um, we actually started it. Well, I, I, I got it going because um, there was a spot in Houston. I'm going to go ahead and show you some love this one good time. <laughs> um, they had this, this thing called Wee Night going on in this place called Scotch. And uh, that was like a real uh, staple in Houston, everybody went to Scotts on Wednesday. That was a spot to get some wings and socialize or whatnot. And I was like, yeah, we need some shit like that out here in Dallas. So mm-hmm. um, I went out to, to Draft Picks. I talked to the manager there, and we got it going along with a few other people. Um, shout out to all of them, Deanna and Blue and Victor and Kiki and Tamar and everybody, a whole lot of people. But um, then that place got shut down after a couple of years. Um, and people were hitting me up like, yo, bro, y'all need to be Wednesday back, Wednesday with the spot, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. 
And I've been wanting to bring it back for the longest anyway, so I was like, fuck it. Let me try to find a spot. To um, do it, yeah. I went to uh, Gators, the place we do it at now, mm-hmm. and talked to the manager there, and I actually I showed him a picture of what we did at Draft Picks, and he was like, you guys did all that on a Wednesday? All right, when can you start? <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, we kicked it off May 20th, 2015, and we didn't look back since. Shout out to uh, Crown Holders, the whole team over there, Eric and JB and Rufus and Dominique and all them. Um, they, like, when I got it, I, I hollered at them and said, hey, I'm going to try to get on with me. Let's do this together. And we've been rocking as a squad ever since. And it's been, it's been real cool and real successful. Uh, that sounds so dope. So tell me, I've never been to a Wings Day. What's the wing I need to get uh-huh. when I go? Well, I need an order. Got to get the. So this is this is this is what's real right here. Because a lot of people <laughs> come in, they gon' they gonna try to get the lemon pepper, which is cool. I love lemon pepper. Lemon pepper Rick Ross wings. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody loves lemon pepper. But what you do is you get lemon pepper hot. Oh, okay. You both. Okay. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the rub. You get the lemon pepper hot. You get the best of both worlds. You gonna win. Because I'm not a huge lemon pepper person until recently. I'm a garlic it's so parmesan bomb. It's so bomb. type of girl. <laughs> I mean, I like what I like. <laughs> so, it's a little strong. Okay, that's okay. That's good to know. I need to know to put that on. Um, and this happens what every Wednesday? Every Wednesday night at Gators, we do it from seven p.m. to eight. I'm sorry, seven p.m. to twelve a.m. Okay, okay. Oh, that's I'm y'all like, rocking all night on a Wednesday. And now, uh, uh, is everybody going to Bible study first, or are they <laughs> just come, are they skipping? <laughs> yeah, we did it. You get enough time to get to Bible study one at a time. <laughs> okay. Over here, like around 8 o'clock or 9, and then you kind of get your sin in there after. Mm, okay. <laughs> you get your sin in. <laughs> <laughs> and then you ask for forgiveness on Thursday. So, speaking of Thursday night, so what I have been to, though, is the Trappiest Hour, which is really live as well. Tell uh, tell our audience a little bit about, about that event and how that kind of came about. So, Trappiest Hour is... Um, it's, just a, it's a Thursday night happy hour event. So it's, a, it's an extended happy hour. So, um, you know, Dallas doesn't really have a, a space for us to kind of hit that happy hour and mm-hmm. be around our people right. and enjoy happy hour the way that we enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. a lot of times our people, we go to places the happy hour. And, and not to say that we don't enjoy other places. We definitely do. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of like, you can't really be your full true self, especially when there's other people around. Yeah. Not because of respectability politics, but you just feel that internally, like, yeah. I can turn up, like, I want to, for people mm-hmm. to look at me, and mm-hmm. like, want to kick me out, or whatever the case right. may be. Right. Because um, we know how Dallas so is. Out. I'm sorry? We know how Dallas is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know, Dallas is, is mad bougie. And, mm-hmm. and you know what's crazy is, uh, there's, a, there's a club here in Dallas, uh, when you walk in, there's a big neon light that says, keep Dallas pretentious. Ooh, that's ugly. Like, it, that's uppity as fuck. And it's in a center. Uh, but that's the mm. way a lot of people see Dallas, and they want to keep Dallas that way. It's it's stuck up. It's elite. It's for, you know, the, the, the upper echelon folks in their mind. Or whatever. Right. That's not what Dallas truly, you know, was and what it shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't believe in that. But, yeah. Travis um, Out, the whole name came from my boy T. Lee. T. Lee and... Uh, and my boy Kenny are actually a part of Good Culture. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they own Good Culture, and uh, we all do Trappiest Hour together. Gotcha. Uh, the three of us. And uh, he came up with the name Trappiest Hour, and we were talking about what we would call this whole thing when we came up with the idea, and he was like, man, look, 
happiest hour, the actual venue here in Dallas, you know, that's, that's one of those spots where they kind of treat us kind of dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't really be letting us in and all that. So fuck it. Let's just call it a whole trappy hour. This is, you know, it's a happy hour for us. It's the spot to be where you know it's for you. You can come in, get in for free, get your drink for cheap, get your little pizza. The pizza's bomb, by the way. <laughs> and, and that's it. Yeah, the, the pizza is really, really bomb. So kind of switching gears yeah. a little bit, because I, I kind of want to get your feedback on it. Before I even moved to Dallas, one of the first things I think I had seen on my, my timeline about about Dallas was the issues that were going on at, like, what was it, like Kung Fu or something like that in Uptown. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I've heard a resurgence. I think there are three black women right now who are having, like, a lawsuit yeah, against yeah. a place in yeah. Uptown. Yeah. What what are your feelings on that? Being a promoter, someone who does events on on these venues that are like really exclusive and don't want to cater to us, kind of speak to that a little bit. In so your experience, my, my thing is for one is um, it's a little it's a little mixed kind of just because I think a lot of people are so quick to say we got to boycott all of Uptown as yeah. a whole, and I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't agree you boycott the entire Uptown because it's not the entire Uptown that's mistreating us. We have a lot of venues in Uptown that actually do enjoy our service and not doing all that, kicking us out and keeping us from going in. So my thing is patronize those places. Mm-hmm. But just don't patronize the places that you know uh, are not going in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So my thing is like a, a, a thing that a lot of us do, a lot of our people do, which I'm really not a fan of, is, you know, they'll hear about someone else or a few other people who didn't get in, and they'll say, well, they did that for me. So I'm good. Yeah. Right. And they'll patronize in the place. And then it's not what three, four, five months later, then it happens to them. And they're like, oh, you know, this boycotted. And it's like, come on, bro. You, you only stealing, you only doing it because you're still victimized. Right. Mm-hmm. But your people have been victimized. You mm-hmm. should have jumped behind that. You know, a, a, a long, long time, time ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's, I feel uh, our people should definitely boycott some of these places out here and you should definitely get behind these movements to, to kind of drain the black dollar to some, from some of these venues and stop acting so elitist like, oh, I feel good because I can go party with the white folks. Right. Uh, some people get off on that, right? They think to fit in. People really get off on that. And it's just like, no, white people, they party just, you know, the thing about these, these white folks, you know what I'm saying, they don't let us into their venues, but you walk by the venue. And what are they listening to? Right. The first thing, the trappiest of songs. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. The trappiest of songs. Mm-hmm. And, but, and, and the people dress like us, and they, they're at least trying to dance like us. Mm-hmm. And they're doing everything they can to really be like us, except be with us. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that, that doesn't sit well with me. So it's like, fuck it. You know, I'm not trying to sit here and give any money to a person or a place that doesn't want me there. I don't think any of us should. The minute you find out one of your people have been discriminated against, if that shit is legit, move around. Mm-hmm. Don't give your money back to them. I, the next spot. And I was going to share, like, I had an experience just a couple weeks ago in Deep Ellum at Stir. We were trying to go in on a Sunday. I'd oh. been there before and been up to the rooftop, whatever. It was cool. The last time we tried to go, the, the guy stopped us. My brother, it was a brother, said, um, do you guys have a table? I said, no, we've never had a table before. Well, um, I got to wait. Um, do you want to buy a table? No, we just want to go to the buy bar. Buy a table. And we want to go talk to the DJ. We know the DJ. We're, we, 
we've been here before. And he stopped us and made us wait until we had actually had the DJ come down and like text him and all this kind of stuff to make arrangements. But like I was up there five minutes and I was like, I don't even want to be here because it was the same feeling of you're listening to our music, you're twerking, doing all this kind of stuff, but then you only want five of us up here. Yeah. I'm not for it. I yeah, can't do yeah. it. So we left like with the quickness. See, here's two things about the Delaware. Or here's two points I want to make about what you just said. First thing is about, you know, the, those um, those doormen up front. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, part of me always wants to be like, well, you know, they're just doing their job or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And to some extent, I get it because they are ultimately not the ones making the call. It's someone right. behind them that's making those calls. But the thing about it is what happens is that the, the person, the manager, whoever, texts them or hits them on the little earpiece or whatever, and they have a code word they use every time. The mm-hmm. code word is getting a little too dark at mm. When they hear that code word, I mean, it's too many black folks in here. Start shutting down that door. Don't let them see many more of them up here. Wow. That's yeah. their code word. Like, legitimately, it's getting too dark in here. That's crazy. Why is it so dark in here? That's their code word. So that, that bothers me. And, and, and even though, like, again, part of me wants to be like, well, you know, it's not really their fault. The other part is like, well, damn, you know this is wrong. Right. Like, Why are you still working there? Like, bro, come on. Like, don't don't sit here and, and feed into this, especially if you're one of our people. Yeah. That That's like, what hurt me, I think, so much. But I was like, my brother. Right. My real brother. Brother. You ain't going to let me up? <laughs> my brother. <laughs> come on, man. That's I got money, too. Exactly. Yeah. But, then, but then the other thing is, so... I, I get I get almost like sickened when I hear people talk about shit like that in Deep Belton mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm I'm born and raised in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? I know I ain't gonna say I know the, the front and back, up and down history of Deep Belton. I know a bit of the history of Deep Belton, and I seen what Deep Belton was. I was the 16 year old kid sneaking up and down the streets of Deep Belton back in the in the early 2000s when I couldn't get in the club, but I could kind of peep in to see what was going down. Mm-hmm. You know the hustle and bustle of the streets. I knew what Deep Ellum was. Deep Ellum, big, damn showing what it is now. Yeah. Deep Ellum ain't boutique uh, fucking ice cream shops and fucking <laughs> high-end donuts and shit like that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Fuck out of here. Get that shit out of here, bro. Like, <laughs> Deep Ellum used to be, be hip-hop and grunge and underground and clubs and We missed a good time, man. Mm-hmm. Concert venue. Now it's just like, let's cater to the high-end folks. Let's turn... Development to uptown. Right, yeah. that's what I feel like. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You got clubs telling folks you can't get in because you got on Jordan. Bitch, this is deep over, nigga. You lucky I even got on shoes. Right! <laughs> I came in flip flops on purpose. What you mean? Real talk. Yeah, that's, that's just that's just really crazy because I've seen that movement um, since I've started following more people from Dallas about keeping LMD yeah. and like and just kind of what what's been going on and so you know being outsiders I'm like mm-hmm, y'all need Girl, to right. turn it back around but yeah. I don't really know like yeah because you know it's always been that way since we've been here right so. and that ice cream was kind of tasty I did wait in that long ass line for that ice cream I'm gonna be I'm gonna tell the truth and shame them. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go try that ice cream real soon. No, it's bomb though. Like, it really is. The way they, like, press it out in front of you, it's kind of tasty, man, my man. But, like, 
you know, fuck out of here though. Fuck out of here, but I'm gonna try y'all. I'm gonna try it, but we, we want y'all out of here. Like every time I go by, there's a line. Even on Thursday night, I walk by and there was a, a line. Yeah. This is crazy. Ridiculous. I need to go try it out. Yeah, girl. So when you so tell us about the transition from you know regular old job to doing to do, being an entrepreneur and how have you transitioned to that? Man, it's you know what? One thing they didn't prepare me for is this shit is boring. Tell us. <laughs> like this shit is boring. Like, and I don't mean like this is boring because like if you don't have your day set up with meetings and I gotta go run this area and I gotta go try that out or I gotta go make this happen or whatever, like you're just sitting at home. <laughs> Everybody else at work. You like yeah, nobody can go to lunch. Like, your, your life is always from from the time you were four years old up until right now. Your life has been wake up at six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning uh-huh. and go do shit for eight hours of the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know drive an hour back home or whatever, and then do whatever the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. Now that is gone from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I wake up at, at at nine o'clock, ten o'clock if I want to. You know what I'm saying? I really wake up at like around eight or nine for the most part. But um, now it's just like, okay, you know, I get up, probably, you know, give me some coffee or whatever. And I don't even like drinking coffee. It's just the, like the right thing to do. <laughs> it really is. At this age, it's the right thing to do in the morning. I bought a coffee pot. Y'all, I don't even drink coffee like that. But I bought a French press and was like, you know what? I need to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a whole Keurig. I gave a Keurig to my grandma for, uh, I want to say it was for Christmas. I think, and uh, you know, it's my grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, old people, they don't really fuck with technology. <laughs> she she used it for like three months, and then she called me like, "Hey, you want this uh, little coffee machine? You got I don't really use it like that. I'm good with my coffee pot." Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I grandma. Even, I don't even argue with that. <laughs> but you can make tea. You so, can do a lot with a Keurig. But yeah, yeah, I like a I like the French press. She tripping, right? Right. See, and the thing is, I gave it to her because I felt like, yo, you know, I don't want you making a whole pot of coffee only for two cups. You're not going right. to waste the whole pot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd rather waste the whole pot than use this technology. Right. <laughs> give, give it back then. All give right. it back. I mean, is it still up for grabs? Because I wouldn't right. mind at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to get it off your hands. Right. If it's too much, let me know. <laughs> so, so talk about, like, having to make structure. I want to hear more about that. Like... Because you have so much free time. Say that again. I said, yeah, you have so much free time to kind of do what you want. Like, how do you find structure, build structure And make for sure your you get stuff done. Because I wait till Friday and <laughs> get everything done. <laughs> I mean, you got to, to me, I mean, what I try to do is just try to put everything on a schedule for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Calendar. I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the best schedule taker. So I know there's going to be some people who are going to hear this and be like, nigga, shut up. Nigga, you don't be putting no shit on no schedule. <laughs> 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 I be trying, I be trying to put it on the calendar from time to time. But um, the most, the main thing is, if I don't put it on the calendar, I actually have to write it out. Like mm-hmm. I actually really try to write it out um, on a piece of paper and say, okay, uh, Monday I gotta do this, or today I gotta try to do that. Or I, I just have a whole to do list of stuff, and there's always legitimately something to do. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just you know, respond to an email or write out a whole new email or mm-hmm. and organize this or whatever. It's just, to me, it's just creating a, a plan for yourself, like a little small to-do list or a schedule for yourself for the week or for the, the day mm-hmm. and just get through that shit. And that's, that's pretty much all it is. Like, 
honestly, I, I could be done with everything by 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and be chilling the rest of the day. Like, after that, I'll, you know, go outside and go walk around the park or go downstairs and get me some tacos or go <laughs> home if somebody actually is available. It kind of sounds lit, though. Yeah, man. that kind of sounds like the benefit of being an entrepreneur. Like, yeah. I can get it all done by noon and then have my day. So, yeah, t- yeah. Tell me, what was the scariest part about stepping away from that nine to five, though? That guarantee, like how you how you make that jump, man? That's scary. Man, see, that's the thing. Like, I think that's the thing that's, that's scared for everybody. The one thing that's scared for me is the same thing that's scared for everybody. It's losing that consistent check. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that every other week, or every month, or every week, or whatever the case, however you usually get paid, you got that same check coming in for it that should be the same amount. Mm-hmm. So you got that cushion. Yep. Now that cushion, that bottom is falling out. Now I can I can seek at any moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that kind of keeps me up is the fact that, you know, what I have that other people don't have is that I have these events going for me. Mm-hmm. And so the events, while they're not just the most highly paid joints or whatever, they put enough in my pocket to keep me going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And kind of keep me a bre- uh, keep me afloat, excuse me, while I'm trying to get other things going as well. Mm-hmm. So um I actually just paid rent on my own for the first time without a job. So that actually felt good for me. Amen. Right. Because you live in Addison. (laughs) Oh, because Addison's nice. (laughs) Yeah, so amen on that. You made it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's really just a scary thing is just, like, knowing that you don't have that money behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, just the other thing I think most people are scared of that I was also scared of closer to the time that I was going to make that leap was just the fear of failure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think one thing that um, actually, literally, before I uh, got to talk to you guys, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, and we were talking about some some business opportunities. And one thing that we discussed is that one thing that a lot of people, uh, more specifically, and I don't, I really don't want to try to make this a black versus white thing, but go ahead. That I kind of, I kind of think I see white people do a lot more is they don't care about failing. Yeah. They mm-hmm. can take that L and keep moving forward. Now, mm-hmm. granted, they might have a little back, backing behind them. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they fail, something is kind of there to catch them, whether it's mom or pop kind of throwing them a little money or mm-hmm. they'll pay the house or whatever the case may be. A lot of times, our people don't have that. Yeah. Right. But sometimes, you guys be like, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and pursue this, and if I take the L, like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck if I take the L. You know, I'm, I'm looking for the W. I'm looking for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, an L could happen. And I'm just, I'm prepared for it either way. You know what I'm saying? And, um, just trying to have, like, a positive attitude going forward. Say that again? Just, like, trying to have, like, a positive, like, just going forward and just knowing you can do it and just making yeah. that leap. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, like, no, so go go ahead. Go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead, because I have tons of questions. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, making, like you said, making that, taking that leap. And um, my mindset was always, like, if you continue to be fearful of that failure or fearful of like not having that cushion behind you and I gotta have this much behind me before I go ahead and, and jump or whatever, you're never gonna leave. Yeah. You're never gonna take that leap. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I, <laughs> I watched that, um, I, I know that was circulating around Facebook a lot. There was a video of Will Smith talking about him going uh, skydiving for the first time. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. <sighs> That's the, that I swear, it was, there's a few things that kind of confirmed it for me. That was one of those things that confirmed, okay, I got to make this leap. Because when he said, the two things he said was, 
you know, when he finally jumped off of that plane or whatever, all the fear that he had the day before and walking up to the plane and uh, being on the plane and going up in the air, all that shit didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Why are you scared? You haven't even jumped yet. Right. You actually haven't even made the leap yet. And then he said, God places the best things on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. When I said, heard that, I was like, damn, that's real. It is. So I knew that I, I couldn't sit here and live in fear. And one of my favorite Bible verses, uh, is uh, God did not uh, place us in the, uh, I'm sorry, God did not give us a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but of power and love and of a sound mind. Mm-hmm. So I know I can't, I couldn't sit here and live in fear of failing or fear of, you know, things just not going the way I wanted it to go or, you know, trying to get everything perfect. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. fuck it. Like, either you're going to take this leap or not. Right. And I was at a place where, you know, I'm single, I ain't got no kids. You know, I got a little, you know, basic-ass apartment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't got a whole bunch under me that's, like, I ain't got too much responsibility like, right. right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I had a girlfriend, it would be like, damn, she's going to be on my ass. You know, she's going to be wanting me to do something practical or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah, for that guaranteed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But without that, now it's like, fuck it. I can, I can afford to fail. I can legitimately afford to take the illness. If I fail, it's only me that gets affected. And I'll be all right. I'll be quite all right. I'm that was jump right back up. Segwaying into that girlfriend thing. Yeah, because we did have some questions about that. So, okay, being that Uh-oh. you are so well known and you throw all these parties, these and, events, and, and all this stuff, in these streets, and be out late and bang. Like, how does that affect, affect your, dating a, your dating life and being in a relationship? Man, you know, first of all, I got like a million hoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> in every area nah, code. <laughs> nah, I mean, I mean, you know, um, I know that was one thing that's always kind of like uh, been in the back of my mind ever, ever since I decided I wanted to be a promoter because I've always known that was the stigma of promoters. Promoters got hoes. You mm-hmm. got all these girls. You just, but this is like, I don't. I don't. Now, I'm not going to say I, just, I don't talk to any women at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I don't hang out with any women at all. I'm not. I ain't going to stunt like that. Because I wish right. you could see my face so, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all think y'all got that? Yeah, that nigga, please. And, all he, right. and that's what I'm thinking that, you know, when you start dating, you're telling your girl, like, hey, I'll be out till 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, wait a minute. Who are you going to be with? At, at all These time half-dressed hoes and things of that nature. Like, that they be drunk. And, I feel like, like, how do you have that conversation? Do you just tell them straight up? Or is it a yeah, thing that you I kind mean, of baby, tiptoe into? No, I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm very vocal about who I am. Like, if you won't, if you hear me say it with my, my mouth, you've seen it on Facebook. Yeah. You've seen it on Twitter. You've seen it on Instagram or on Snapchat. Like, I almost feel like I'm being insulted if you didn't know I was a promoter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you ain't doing your job right now. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I've been doing this shit for over 10 years now. You, you don't know I was a promoter. I'm doing something fucking wrong. So, um, <laughs> True. That's just like, when I, when I meet somebody, you know, that's, that's definitely a conversation that we typically have. If it's, if it's something that's, like, serious. But the one thing I'm going to kind of give myself, I can't really see right now, I'm giving myself a pat on the back. Uh, one thing... <laughs> that I do give myself a pat on the back on is um, that I, I think my, my personality and just the fact that I, I, I try to be as regular as possible, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think those things work for me so much so that people know that I'm a promoter, but they realize that 
and he's still a good guy overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not, he doesn't let, he doesn't um, make him being a promoter who he is at all times. You know, that's a job, just like any other job. Mm-hmm. He goes in, he gets his work done, he comes home. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my last relationship, that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Um, other than that, like, we had that conversation, me and a, a, a young lady might have a conversation when she's, you know, really interested, or even if I'm really interested. And, you know, they they outright told me, like, you know, I don't know, because, you know, you're a promoter, and, uh, like, you be out at, like, 2 in the morning, you got all these hoes all on you, and the other. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I, can't, I can't help, you know what I'm saying? When I'm out, I got to go and hug people. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I got to go shake hands. Uh, I can't win with that one right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, I, got, I gotta give him a I kiss mean, on the cheek, I mean, baby. I'm I mean, just trying I mean, to. And then be a church hug. All the ladies from the side. From the side. Oh, I can only do it from the side. Yeah, <laughs> only a side hug. Mm-mm. Why your cheeks touching? <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start patting these girls in the forehead. Like, hey. <laughs> keep, keep keep the distance. Oh. <laughs> But okay, because I always think of the memes I see about you know the the girls waiting outside and they done slept with the promoter and all that kind of stuff. So I see why that would be in the back yeah. of a girl's mind when it comes to like dating you or whatever. Like, ooh, is he gonna I mean, be different? No, come on. Like, that, okay, for one, that's just this big overblown ass myth. Like, I mean, <sighs> I'm not fucking Jodeci or Genuine or some shit where I got yeah. girls outside the hotel room or some shit. Like, I'm. <laughs> I'm, for one, I'm not even that damn good looking. You know what I'm saying? I'm a regular ass nigga. But you got I'm the just, plug I'm on the wings, so... though. You got huh? the plug on the wings. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I forgot. That is a, a huge thing. These hoes love wings. Yeah. Um, people get hungry. I forgot. They will wait outside to go for some women's help. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm a regular ass dude. Like, I just be chilling. So, I don't I don't think it's a situation for, for anybody to worry about, uh, Damn, you know, these girls gonna be outside waiting for him and fucking him, trying to get in. Like, listen, there's too many events to be going on and, you know, cool shit to be doing for a girl to be trying to smash me just to get in for free. And <laughs> quite frankly, quite honestly, I'm pretty sure other promoters can tell you, a lot of times they still don't get in for free. Oh, oh. time anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... Just being quite honest with you, but that it, it, that rarely happens. It's not really girls are coming up to you on some, you know, trying to flirt with you and get in good with you so that they can make sure that they're good at all these parties. They really don't give a damn about these parties. Mm-hmm. They really don't. I think what it is is that it's just the perception that women have mm-hmm. towards men who like you know work like that. Like if you have a bouncer man or something like that, because we we don't we we don't live that. We don't know what that role is like. Mm-hmm. So I think just coming into it, we just have this perceived notion that you're gonna be doing what you ain't supposed to be doing. I wonder if female promoters have the same issue. Like they got male groupies who be like, "Hey, yeah. say shawty, say babe, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in this party." Yeah, you know, VIP, yeah. <laughs> But you know, men, men, they can be kind of insecure at times too. And it, it's that's a to me, I feel like that's a normal human trait at times. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you get you, you feel a little jealous sometimes. And if you know your girls out there, and it's a lot of listen, it's one thing for a dude to be out here as a promoter and a couple of girls coming up. Hey, AT, how you doing? Oh, that's one thing. But you got you a bad chick, and she at these parties, and she's there every week, and you know dudes gonna be on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's 
I'm at every party with you. Right. <laughs> oh, baby, where we at tonight? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm putting you on the RVP list. <laughs> I'm there. I'm, I'm pretty sure they have those same issues as well. Uh, but I'm not going to say like every guy is uh, insecure or jealous or anything like that. So I'm pretty sure for the most part, you know, a lot of guys be like, hey, baby, do your thing. I'm not tripping. Yeah. It's all good. I feel like everybody should be like that. Like, hey, this is just a, an event. I'm about to go out and have a good time. And at the end of the night, I'm coming home with you. Probably, hopefully, $1,000 rich. Hey, man. Well, uh, on that note. <laughs> so, can I send you my resume? I or mean, like, you hiring? I mean, or, you need an assistant? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Can sit with us. We were trying to get in that thing. I yeah, mean, no. we can We can be the door people. <laughs> Guys, it's getting too light in here. <laughs> <laughs> we work on the code words. Y'all <laughs> wild. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay. So I don't know. So we're gonna talk about something really quick that we've we want a male perspective on since we have you. Um, so I don't know if you saw on Twitter the whole men think everything is gay. Men can't go to brunch because it's gay. Men can't drink <laughs> yeah. mimosas. So, what is your perspective with that? And also, too, with you being Nigerian, mm-hmm. like I mean, you guys tend to be like macho, macho men. Like hyper. How does that? <laughs> call, call Sorry, you know I've been having experiences with someone. I'm just a little it's okay. frustrated. It's okay. Okay, I'm just upset. Sorry. <laughs> so, how do you? What's your viewpoint on that? Um, you know, for one, it's always funny when people talk about Nigerian people <laughs> who are macho, macho views. I don't, I don't be seeing it. I, well, I say I don't see it, and then I turn around and. Probably some of my Nigerian homeboys. Like, oh, yeah. Man, this is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, now, I mean, I, I want to come across as like I'm on some, you know, I'm better than everybody else, but it's a bunch of fucking food and alcohol. How Listen. Like okay, it's bacon yeah. and, and, and champagne. Okay. And French toast, my nigga. Like, who's mad at that? Who is mad at that? Nigga, what is wrong with you if you don't like fucking chicken and waffles and champagne and orange juice? Listen. It's like staples. It's basic staples. Like, I, I tweeted yesterday. I was like, oh, no, this is like, you know, it's really cool. Who's mad at bottomless mimosas? And I was like, we should host an event called Bros and Brunch. That should be a thing. AT. AT, what you think? What's what you, good? What's up? What's up? So we want to do Bros and Brunch. What's up? We, we want to introduce we, it. Dallas, be on the lookout. Now, that's trademark, though. <laughs> so I don't want to see you coming up with that in a couple weeks. <laughs> but, Here's, so here's the kicker with that. Here's the kicker with that. So there was also a tweet uh, that happened yesterday around the same time in which a girl had said, no, guys going to brunch is not gay. It's just that a, guy, a whole bunch of guys going together with no women. Females. Yeah, I saw that. So hmm. then I was like, that shit ain't gay either. You know right. I mean? But a lot of people, a lot of people still see that as such as like, why are a whole bunch of men going out and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Man, I, I hate to use these fucking Uber Twitter words and shit, you know what I'm saying? But, um, like, the, the, the hyper-masculinity of some yeah. people, or some people uh, perpetuating hyper-masculinity is, like, a, a real issue. Because there should be no reason for a woman to be trying to knock a man down or try to take away his manhood by saying that you and a whole bunch of your niggas going out to enjoy food and kick it with each other. <laughs> it's gay. It's gay. Like, what? Like, we can't be hungry and thirsty? <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, so then what's the difference between a whole bunch of dudes going to brunch 
and a whole bunch of dudes going to the bar. Right. The same thing. It's the same thing. It's it's the, the food is different. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. It's just, or it's just, it's just that it's early in the afternoon. Yeah. One o'clock, twelve o'clock, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? So what? It's just, but okay, I, I do have I my things. And then I want to eat some food. Yeah. I do have my things. I don't like it if guys drink like really fruity drinks or drinks that have like umbrellas or fruit hanging off the side. Like, so that's that's my so personal Kim issue. So Kim is part of the problem, basically, AT, <laughs> is what she's saying. I do have an issue with that. Like, oh, that's what you're ordering? Oh, you want, you really want she's the margarita? She's part of the problem, guys, okay? <laughs> well, no, margaritas are okay. But, like, don't be ordering no strawberry daiquiri or pina colada around me. Like, that's not going to yeah. fly with me. I don't know. They can hey, make them drink the strong. <laughs> no, here's the thing. But like, so, I, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, it shouldn't be gender roles. And if you want to order a strawberry daiquiri or apple martini, do you, bro. I ain't nobody going to trip. Apple martini. All right. Your homeboy order an apple martini. You not going to say nothing funny? So, here, here's part of <laughs> what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> The other part is, I'm going to roast your ass. Because <laughs> there still should be no reason for you to come around me and the apple market. <laughs> if I have to say something about shaking, I third, bro. I'm on the left. <laughs> no reason for that shit to be happening at all, bro. Like, you are a grown-ass man. Ordering, ordering alcohol in a triangle glass. Uh, right. right. Mad meat, bro. Don't do that shit around me. That's my I had issue. A homeboy, I had a homeboy one day, and I, I'm going to give you the story. Um, me and uh, a couple of homeboys going out, and my, my older cousin happened to be in the area. He was like, hey, boy, let's all just meet up with some drinks. I got y'all, I got y'all. So we're like, cool. So we went to Chaucer's in Addison when that was still open. Mm-hmm. So we went to Chaucer's. The waitress came and asked us what to drink or whatever. At the time, I still wasn't a big drinker like that, so it was just easy. And I wasn't drinking brown yet. I was still drinking vodka. So I was like, oh. I need cranberry vodka. So it was like, all right, cool. Uh, wait to ask somebody else. He was like, yeah, let me get this. Yeah, let me get that. He came to my other homeboy. He was like, hey, what you want? My dude said, yeah, let me get a uh, cherry vodka sour. <laughs> <laughs> I said, nigga, you ain't ordering that on my side, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, you got nigga some motherfucking uh, Jameson straight. He got that nigga drink the hardest shit ever. Who are you to fucking drink a fucking cherry? And then he called the nigga cherry vodka sour the rest of the night. See, that's man shit. Drink shaming. That's drink shaming. That's drink shaming. I only I could do that. <laughs> but no, I really did judge a dude on a date for that. I was like, oh, this is really what you're going to order? Uh, you can't man I mean, up on the date? Yeah. I mean, I feel like at, at certain ages, like if you're like 21, 22, it might be because you ain't really just drank nothing yet. You don't know what the fuck you're drinking. My yeah. first drink ever, I, I, I didn't, someone asked me what I wanted to drink when I was like 20 years old. I didn't know nothing about the ordering drink. Blue and I heard hypnotic. I heard hypnotic on a whole bunch of big tuck songs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, give me some hypnotic, bro. And they just, I, I just drank a big ass glass of blue shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Neon blue and shit. You didn't even make it an Incredible Hulk? You didn't mix it? <laughs> Man, I, you know, and I didn't know that. I mean, I knew about the Incredible Hulk, but I feel like, nah, they're going to know I'm faking if I order that shit. Because I, I don't know nothing about drinks. But I know yeah. the easiest thing to do is order what everybody's ordering, which is. I think my first drink was a Long Island iced tea because you hear that on, on TV you shows. Do. I'm like, oh, let me have a yeah. Long Island iced tea. <laughs> Which is so strong. See, I like yeah. I, I had heard about Long Island, but it sounded like real food gazing. Like mm. it, sound, it sounded like 
real like fruity. It's gonna come in a long ass glass <laughs> and like really fucking tall. The glass it's is like, long, long, yeah, long. but it ain't fruity. It ain't. It's, it'll I don't want to be that nigga. Like uh, at the time when I first started drinking, I'm still wearing like uh, Jabot shorts and oh yeah, and forces. I snorted. I look like with some glasses on with a long ass drink walking around the club and shit. So yeah, it's true. It was gonna totally mess up your rep. <laughs> So, AT, tell us, um, tell everybody where they can follow you and find you and all that good stuff. And we'll post it, too. Ooh. Okay, bet. So, uh, definitely follow me on Twitter. My name is at acquired underscore taste. Make sure when you type in acquired, it's A-C-Q-U-I-R-E. <laughs> spell it correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, folks don't know how to fucking spell acquired. You, I, I already know. Yeah, so uh, acquired taste, acquired underscore taste on Twitter. On uh, Facebook, it's just my first and last name, Ata, A T T A H, last name, E S S I E N. It's likely going to be the first person who pops up when you type that in there. Uh, on Instagram, it's at shoes, shirts, and Ata. See what I did there. It took ah. me forever to get that, though. I like that. It wasn't until I said it out loud. When, I'll be honest. It was actually in the last couple of weeks that I said it out loud. And I was like, oh, a, a top. Mm-hmm. Like a top. Okay, yeah, it took me a minute. Sorry. Yeah, she was wearing the top. And then um, on Snapchat, uh, it's acquired.taste. Okay. So instead of acquired underscore taste, acquired.taste. So we'll make sure we post everything so people can find you in your events because on Facebook, you be posting everything for the week. And so, like, if you're in Dallas yeah. and you're visiting or if, even if you live here and don't know, um, he will post everything, events for the week. So and it's not just clubs. It's, like, it's yeah. like a lot of other things, other cultural events. The hip-hop events. book club. Yeah, there's a lot. I know that once we have your, when we have it to where your team can come and talk, we'll talk about the hip-hop book club that you guys got going oh, on. Yeah, yeah. So that's really big shout right out, now. Shout out to, hold on, shout out to the whole hip-hop book club squad. Shout out to Soul. Shout out. Shout out to uh, K. Reed. Shout out to T. Lee. Shout out to our official photographer, uh, Eli. Shout out to uh, our official Artist, okay. uh, J.E., shout out to our picture DJ, Lil Kitty, a.k.a. DJ Lil Tommy, uh, <laughs> and shout out to Joji Records as well. Man, yeah, because I was so upset I missed the last one because yeah. I really wanted to be at College Dropout. But, you know, it's all good. We'll be there next month. Yeah, sure, we'll sure. definitely be something that I need to be a part of, too. So Get a set or TV. Yes. We're going out. So thank you so much for joining Sit With thank Us. Um, it was definitely a good time. So, yeah, so we're going we gonna, to um, hit you up about this bros and brunching. Yeah. And we're going to get Because I want my $1,000 a night. Listen, I need this to be on your Facebook <laughs> list soon, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna see all the bros. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna see all the booze. Okay, this is gonna be great. Right. <laughs> Thank you, AT. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bradley? Oh, worry about Jesse? Oh, I forgot, y'all. We got a brand new segment for y'all selves called Worry About Yourself. I know you've heard Tia and I talk about it a lot. In, in relation to life and how people just need to mind their own damn business. So um, I was going to talk about in today's segment of Worry About Yourself, the Rob and China situation. Just briefly, <sighs> if you don't know what's going on, you've been living under a rock, but Rob like, was spazzing out on Once social media. again. Fronting front China out about, you know, cheating and posting her nudes and just all this crazy stuff. And like he... 
like Instagram shut down his account. And he went straight over to Twitter and just continued to wild out and be crazy. And um, what I wanted to specifically address is in a relationship, when you guys break up and you want to go for revenge, how about you take that time and worry about your damn self? Yes, please. How about you take that time and heal yourself, work on yourself, um, find you a new hobby, take a trip maybe, detach from all social media, unfollow them on everything, block them if you need to, but worry about your own self, your healing, and your men- your mentality, your mental state because, bro, now you done got yourself in a position where you about to get sued. And you's already, listen, you already paying monthly her rent you paying for her rent because you got a baby with her mm-hmm. so you have also gonna be paying child support mm-hmm. so now you finna be coming off with some more change whether you set out a quarter or not but now you finna go through some shit because you don't know how to control your your feelings right, right now and that's basically all it is it's basically a man unable to control his feelings unable to control the situation or her you thought by slut shaming her that she was going to come groveling back or that she was going to apologize or that she was going to change who she was listen china's at motherfucking ass on snapchat taking pictures okay? taking selfies and unicorn wigs and, and the bitch look bad okay right first I mean, and foremost she looks bad thank you for spending that hundred thousand because on her body. she is fine <laughs> she done got a little better ass still so, too big but and still a little lumpy yeah mm-hmm. however she looked bad from the front, okay? Yeah. And I don't think her side. nipples looked bad when he was talking about her big nipples. I missed, I missed the, the nudes. Oh, I saw the pictures. I was like, I didn't think they looked bad. I mean, they're big, but I don't know. Maybe I got big nipples. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding right now, so you know, my nipples is huge right now. Like so. Pieces. so what? I mean, that's better to see you with. And, and, and they still don't get up. It's like a bullseye, nigga. Go you can't in. miss it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so now she got, she done lawyered up, she finished sue this nigga, and it's just like, you, worry about yourself, Rob, like, worry about your own mental health and dreams. And cause she's clearly focused on herself and her dream, and her dreams, literally, the baby and so forth. The baby is so precious, oh first of all, can we just talk about, uh, super cute. Oh, she looks just like Rob, and just adorable as hell. And like, Rob, how would you feel if somebody did that to your daughter? Right. Right. Like, even no matter, and nobody's saying that Black China was right in the situation at all, but we are definitely not saying that Rob is right in the way he handled it Mm -hmm. because. I've seen him do this in other situations. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that episode where he slapped Adrian in the face because she had called off some wedding. But he's on the Kardashian show. There's a there's a clip you can see it where he smacked her in the face. So like he has a a history of being crazy and possessive when it comes to women. Uh-huh. And so mm-mm, you need to go get some counseling and worry about yourself. Absolutely. And then also too, um, like Kim said, all the things, unfollow unfollow them, worry about what you got going on because even with Aaron's ass, I had to unfollow him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I had to bring him and it was it's so funny is that I went back and re followed him because he was like <laughs> he texted me and he was like, Did you unfollow me? Yeah. I guess he was to my page and he couldn't see it and I was like, um, no, <laughs> I don't think so. But then when you do the re-add, they gonna see it. So you're like, oh, I don't know how. It must have been an accident. I don't be trying to keep creeping my page though. You know what I mean? Right. We ain't together. But you have to because guess what? I don't want to see you on trips yeah. and on dates and looking good and all that. Like, yeah. that's not gonna help my healing at yeah. all. So I can't. I I I have to unfollow and I. It's hard. It's really hard to do because by on instinct you want to go and see what they doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how. He got caught up, I guess, because the dude was posting pictures of China 
and them in the bed and uh-huh. all this other stuff. And then so. China's dissing that video of her and him kissing. Yeah, that was really shiesty. But you and know, he, and he's all small and fit. And you already know Rob is insecure right and now. insecure and and heavy set. You shouldn't be that rich and not have a trainer and a chef, nigga. Like you, at this point, you just don't care about yourself. He's not taking care of his mental health, Mm-mm. and it's just, it's obvious. It's very obvious. I wonder what Chris and them had to say about it. Um, China did her interview on Good Morning America. Today. I saw a clip of it. Did you see the new wig? She's looking all like soccer mom, and she got she had she was all in black. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, okay, girl. But yeah, she is obviously an example of someone who's worrying about themselves. But absolutely, I did see a picture of her where I was like, she looks tired. Because it's got to be exhausting to be dragged through the media and whatnot like that. So Several times. Mm-hmm. This is just the time where she's like, you know what, F it, you finna get sued now. Right, right. So, and then I hope they don't get back together. Like, if this is all a publicity stunt for the new season. I don't think they're going to get back together because I don't even believe they got back together um, when they said they were getting back together after the mm-hmm. whole fight. I don't, I don't believe they did any either then. Yeah. I think they're just trying to play nice to be co-parents, which is fine. But I think that... Once it's one side, I think he's believing that they're working things out mm-hmm. when she's just kicking it with you. Because I think they for Father's Day they went to like Disneyland or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we just co-parenting. Like we just Mariah and Nick does it all the time. They hang out all the time. It's like, but sometimes you can't do that with your ex. Sometimes you just got to cut their asses off mm-hmm. and y'all meet up at Grandma's house to drop the baby off because right. somebody's still gonna have feelings for something and it can confuse things. Yeah. So. Make your, things murky. Yeah, and for your set, your for your sanity, bro, you just got to cut that and and create your own boundaries and distance. Right. Because yeah, it's it's unhealthy. It is. It's unhealthy for your baby. Yep. Do better. Yep. So um, so we don't we don't jazz up, worry about yourself, and we got some things coming forward mm-hmm. about yourself. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of been yeah. our little thing for a minute. So and yeah, yeah I, I think it would be cool if maybe y'all emailed us or, or tweeted us some things that people need to worry about them damn selves on yes. this week. Please let us know. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> All right, sister team. Hashtag worry about yourself. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for being patient during my maternity leave. Yes. Uh, if you're listening to the show, please hashtag sit with us, sit with us pod, and um, let us know your feedback. Let us know what you want to tell folks to worry about themselves about. Yeah, and we really love and appreciate you guys so, so much. And I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. See ya. Say bye, Eric. Say bye. Peace out.